Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Friedman here from the PHNX D-backs podcast in a special segment uh, as we have a special guest here on the show. It is none other than the Diamondbacks second round pick from the 2022 first year player draft, Ivan Melendez. Uh, Ivan, appreciate you joining us. I know you guys just played a game, so uh, I imagine uh, these days are, are a little long for you. But hey, if you're a baseball player, long days are, are what you sign up for, right? <laughs> exactly. We're out here every day playing every day, so can't complain about that. But thank you for having me once again. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I want to start with uh, just the month of May for you. Uh, I know it was uh, pretty impressive across the board from a numbers standpoint, uh, obviously winning the Diamondbacks organizational player of the month award. That's obviously a huge accomplishment. Congratulations on that. Uh, what do you feel like was uh, just the, the biggest contributing factor for you in, in getting you to have so much success that month? Um, first off, thank you. Um, second off, I, uh, I started my season pretty slow. Uh, couldn't get a, a hit for like the first two weeks. And then I took a fastball to the face. So I was out probably uh, roughly about a month or so. So I just felt like my attitude going to the, going to the ballpark every day was like, I need to, I need to get things going. Like I got to turn something around quick. And I didn't want to be satisfied with like a good game, two good games, three good games because of how big of like a hole I was in. I just thought like I had to bring it every single day. And I guess uh, time flew by, you know, before you know it, a month, month goes by and, you know, we're playing every day. So. Can you identify any specific uh, swing changes or anything you did mechanically that maybe unlocked that that new level of success for you? Yeah, um, I think uh, my timing. I didn't really have like a full spring training because I was dealing with some some hand problems, so I didn't really get as many abs as as everybody who broke camp on time. Um, I was I was off uh, late swinging under. Um, I had a big leg kick, so my leg was my leg was in the air for for quite some time. I couldn't recognize the pitch. Uh, I couldn't see it as early. And now I'm thinking, um, just kind of like toe tapping and not really having a big leg kick. And it's been helping me see the ball a lot better. I think it would, it would be an understatement to say you had some success, uh, in your, in your last season at, at the university of Texas at Austin. Uh, obviously the golden spikes award put up just, just incredible historic numbers there. Uh, what has it been like going from that environment and having all of that success to entering professional baseball and, uh, you know, maybe going through uh, some bumps in the road here in the early going? Yeah. Um, well, that season I had, I, sometimes I still surprise myself. Like, how did I do that? Like, it just seems kind of <laughs> random. Um, but when I first started Pro Bowl, I started off struggling in low way. I was just kind of pressing. Like, I felt like I had to do too much. I was a, you know, high draft pick you know, a bunch of people knew my name, who I was. And so I felt like every day, like, or every game I had to, I had to get a hit every at bat. I had to get a hit or try to hit a homer. And that's just, that's not how I want to go about things mentally. Like when I was at my best, I was just doing it like, you know, stress-free, like just playing the game. And I felt like I was trying to force things. So I got into the mode of like, 
I wouldn't want to say not caring as much, but, you know, just, just relax, take a step back and play the game, just compete pitch by pitch and at bat by at bat. Defensively, I, I know that's a another thing that certainly is is a big factor here, kind of adjusting to the to the professional level and whatnot. Uh, I know it was primarily first base for you in college, but as you've moved uh, into the D back system, you've kind of split time at first base and at third base. Uh, what is it? What has it felt like getting some time at third base under your belt? And how have you how have you felt over there? Yeah, um, last year when I first uh, started playing third, I felt like the speed of the game was so fast. It'd been like two years since I was. I was at third base because in college, uh, Texas, I was at first base because power five programs, you know, like they have their starters and that's the, what they play. And now in the minor leagues, you know, we're, we're alternating because it's more about like the development and stuff, you know, trying to prep guys for the big leagues in the future. And uh, just talking to Barfield, he said that it's just going to help me uh, later down the road, just adding versatility because the higher you go up in the minor leagues and all that, um, the way you perform is how you hit. So if you hit and you can play def, uh, different positions, then it's it's uh, really good for uh, your future and your career. So You mentioned Josh Barfield. I had a chance to talk with him uh, at the end of last season, just do kind of a, a farm system in review. We talked about a number of players in, in the D-backs farm system, and including you. Uh, I remember last year at the end of the season, he talked about how although some of the surface numbers for you might not have, have looked as good as maybe you would have liked, uh, he cited some expected stats where you actually had a 900 expected OPS or something like that uh, toward the end of the season. Uh, what has it been like just just working with Josh Barfield and, and the conversations that you guys have had and the, the relationship that you've been able to develop? Um, it's been good. You know, I really like him as a person, how they're running things, you know, front office wise in this organization. I love uh, just how like they've treated me during spring training and giving me like priority in practice and at bats and all that, you know, it seems like they're really pushing me to, to get better. So, you know, I really appreciate that and just keeping it, keeping it real and honest and what they want out of you. So I think that's a great part, but at the end of the day, like I just take it day by day and try to do my job and come to the ballpark and win and, you know, compete every pitch. I noticed, uh, I noticed looking at some of the numbers, at least entering today, I think you had, I want to say it was 17 uh, hit by pitches entering, uh, entering today so far in your minor league, in your minor league career out of like 250 plate appearances, which is kind of a lot. I mean, that's almost like 10% of the time uh, you're getting hit by a pitch. I know that was maybe sort of a thing uh, for you in, in college, looking at the numbers there, but what do you, what do you attribute that to? And I don't know, is that, is that sort of an asset for you? Um, I, I wouldn't want to say acid. I would just say it's more like they're trying to pitch in and, uh, you know, balls kind of ran away from them and they hit me. I, I doubt it's, it's intentional, but when I was in low A, I got hit probably that 10 times that first month I played just because guys are throwing hard and balls are going all over the place. You know, I've never seen so many guys get hit in the head and all kinds of things. So I don't, I don't think it's intentional. I don't, I don't think it's part of my game. I'm, I don't think I'm on the plate. I feel like I'm off a little bit, but I know sometimes they're going to try to throw in and try to break my bat, and sometimes it runs away. So that's probably why the number's so high. Being in Hillsboro, uh, obviously your manager, Ronnie Gajownik, uh, she's made uh, a lot of history in a number of ways this season, taking over as the manager there. Uh, what is it? What has it been like just doing your job under her leadership every day? I love it. She, uh, she treats us like, you know, we're uh, – 
she doesn't treat us normally because, you know, she's a, a woman manager. She she knows a lot about the game. She throws batting practice. She hits fungo. It's, you know, uh, I don't really see, like, a difference or anything. So I just – I think it's it's amazing what she's doing and how she's running the team and the energy she brings every day. And, you know, when, when she throws out the lineup the night before, she sends, like, a little message that's uh, motivational and everything. So I kind of – I like that a lot. And she's been good so far for us, so. Do you have any specific stories that that stand out about uh, just your relationship with her, having her as a manager, maybe any of those motivational messages that you just mentioned? Um, she's just, uh, she's really funny. Like sometimes uh, she throws out like some jokes that, that you don't get. Like when I uh, <laughs> came back from uh, getting hit in the face, I went 0 for 4 with like uh, two punch outs. And my second day uh, back, uh, she was like, Hey guys, it's Ivan's opening night, like cracking jokes. Cause I guess I wasn't there yesterday. Like I didn't, I didn't do much. So um, <laughs> she just, her humor is pretty funny. That's, that's people have to get to know her to, to see her humor. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, Ivan. People, people don't understand any of my jokes unless they at least know me a yeah. little bit. Uh, I think, yeah. I guess a lot of us are like that. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, just as far as your career in general and, and kind of your, your continued development here in the D-backs farm system, it seems like, uh, cutting down on some of the swing and miss, some of the strikeouts might be, uh, a bigger point of emphasis moving forward. What conversations about that have you had with, uh, with hitting coaches and, uh, what do you think might be the keys for you to, to trying to accomplish that? Yeah, I think uh, we all know uh, that's, uh, I wouldn't want to say like a problem, but I do need to cut down on that. I'm not trying to do that. It's just it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to hit that ball. But a lot of the hitting coaches say they're not really too worried about it because when I do put the bat on the ball, then, you know, some damage is going to be made and runs will be driven in. So they're not too worried about it as long as I'm staying aggressive, maybe uh, – Shoring up with two strikes, you know, try to put the ball in play and everything. But I'm trying. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's like sometimes I struggle or it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to get out of it myself. Uh, I don't want to think about it because when you think about it, that's what, that's what causes it. So, but yeah, definitely moving forward, cutting down the strikeouts because if I put the ball in play, I'm going to hit the ball hard. You know, usually on a barrel, I hit the ball. 100 plus miles an hour so if i could just learn how to put the ball in play with two strikes a little bit better i think uh, my numbers and everything and helping the team win everything will just go up yes it, it turns out hitting a baseball is fairly hard at least that's at least that's what i've heard i don't know if you can i don't know if you can confirm that but uh yeah i guess uh, i guess strikeouts are just sort of a sort of a natural a natural part of the game um, and obviously there's a, a number of hitters in the big leagues who, you know, strikeouts are maybe part of their game. And yet they're some of the best hitters in the game anyway. Uh, speaking of guys in the big leagues, is there anyone at the big league level, uh, that you sort of fashion your game after or whose swing you're, you're kind of trying to imitate with what you do? Um, I really like a combo of Mike Trout and Nolan Arenado. I know they're kind of different, but just, I like Arenado when he hits uh, off speed, I like how he keeps his length in his swing and he sticks his head through. Like, I know it looks kind of funny, but the result you want to get is, is what he does on, on off speed. And just Mike Trout, his, his bat speed is, is, uh, it's electric. Like, and he's been doing it since the day he stepped foot in the big league. So I try to just see like how he goes about his at bats and his routine and everything. I watch all those videos, but probably in the past growing up, uh, 
probably Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez. Just uh, I loved how uh, they wanted to do damage in every count, whether it was a O count or whether they had two strikes on them. They were trying to do damage. They weren't just trying to put the ball in play. So I like that. All right, last thing here for you, Ivan. Uh, if you had to give your your Mount Rushmore of hitters in the big leagues right now, you got four guys. Who who do you think they would be? Okay, give me give me one second to think about this. <laughs> um, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, and Mike Trout. Little Diamondbacks fans love you already, Ivan. The fact that you said yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. So <laughs> I watched Paul a lot when I was like twelve through fourteen because I played a bunch of travel ball out in Phoenix a lot. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ivan. We really appreciate it. No, thank you guys for having me.